Hello, this is Chris Iavana, Client Portfolio Manager here at GWK, and this is the Q2 2015 Taxable Bond Podcast. I'm going to touch on markets first and then get into uh, our strategies and our outlook. So for the second quarter, we saw some pretty significant pressure in fixed income markets. Uh, we don't think it's the signal of a, uh, a longer downturn. Um, it was just a lot of volatility with interest rates, um, and there was a basically a falling of the European markets, uh, which had experienced a lot of volatility there, too, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but what you saw was a bare steepening of the Treasury curve, um, the two-year was up about eight, nine basis points in the quarter. Uh, the 10-year was up 43 basis points, and the 30-year was up about 58, 59 basis points. Um, so, you know, that kind of reversed what we had seen in the past. We had been undergoing a, um, a bull flattening uh, where we were seeing uh, long ends come down much further than uh, long end r- rates at the long end of the curve come down much further than rates at the short end of the curve. Uh, but in Q2, that was reversed. And, you know, basically, there were a few different reasons for that, and I can, I can get into those now. Um, one was, uh, again, the, the big spike in European debt yields. Uh, so if we just use the 10-year uh, German Bund as a proxy, um, we saw on April 20th it hit its low, uh, its closing low at 7.5 basis points. And that was basically after um, investors plowed into European debt uh, due to the ECB's um, announced bond buys. And obviously that trade uh, was uh, uh, pretty crowded there and ran too far too fast. And by the end of the quarter, the 10-year boom rocketed uh, back up and finished the quarter at 76 basis points. We also saw better economic data coming in overseas, um, somewhat uh, improving data domestically as well. The employment reports have generally trended better, even though there's been some, some bumps in the road and some, um, some you know, specific issues within the employment reports. But overall... Uh, those have been a bit healthier. Uh, core CPI has been firming a bit. Um, the consumer is still pretty slow to heal, but it's they're they're showing signs of of uh, of some life there. So a little better economic data um, overseas and domestically. And you know there's a there's there's the market is always forward looking. Um, so the thought is that the second half. Uh, growth is going to be better than the first half growth. In Q1, we saw GDP at negative 0.2 percent. Q2 looks to be coming in probably in the mid twos, and um, that's not; those aren't really great rates for uh, first half growth. Um, but some of the estimates coming in for second half growth, uh, I think the market is looking for 3 percent GDP or so, um, and that would help again with that. Uh, with that bear steepening, um, helping to push up intermediate to longer-term rates, uh, which are much more sensitive to inflation and, and growth expectations. 
Uh, there's also been a lot of dovish news coming out of the Fed. Um, and, you know, the thought may be out there that the Fed could be behind the eight ball as far as raising rates are concerned. And because, again, the intermediate to long end of the curve there is uh, very concerned with inflation uh, growth, inflation expectations, um, if, the, if the Fed is very dovish and uh, gets behind the eight ball as far as, you know, not raising rates in time to head off inflation, uh, it's no surprise that the market is pricing that in and, and rates are ticking higher because of that. Um, so that's the rate side of the market. Um, if we look at performance, the Barclays aggregate was down 1.68%. The Treasury uh, sector returned negative uh, 1.58, uh, so a little bit better in Treasuries. Um, taxable municipals had a really tough quarter. Uh, those are longer duration. Uh, that's a longer duration sector, and that was down 4.01%. Um, and on the other hand, mortgages were down 0.74%, and they were helped by their uh, relatively short duration um, compared to the index. Uh, Investment-grade corporates got hit pretty hard, down 3.16%, and that was due to a combination of a sell-off in treasuries and 16 basis points of spread widening. And um, the spread widening there uh, pushed premiums to the highest level versus treasuries to the highest levels in two years. And it was pretty broad, uh, broad-based, double uh, A AA and single A rated bonds widened 13 basis points. Uh, triple Bs were worse, widening 17 basis points. Um, high yield uh, returns were flat, uh, so 0% returns. Um, you know, they benefited from their higher coupon, uh, their, their higher income, and they experienced uh, 10 basis points of spread widening. Uh, but again, that, that higher coupon helped to alleviate that, um, and they ended up flat. Um, if we move on to our strategies, uh, we underperformed during the quarter for our taxable strategies. We were overweight investment-grade corporates at the expense of treasuries, and investment-grade corporates underperformed, again, due to their longer duration. Uh, Conversely, treasury returns uh, beat the index. Another negative was our allocation to taxable municipals. Um, The drag from this sector was, again, uh, due to their longer duration. For our strategies that had high-yield exposure, um, our allocation to the sector aided returns, but security selection proved to be a drag, and, and that really was the main uh, driver for underperformance for the quarter uh, for those strategies that could hold high yield. Allocation to mortgages helped. Uh, they outperformed the index, and our favor for higher coupon paper in that sector uh, was beneficial and they, they, uh, that paper held up uh, well in a rising rate environment. Overall, uh, duration was mostly neutral across our strategies, and yield curve positioning was moderately positive. So at this point, um, our, our strategies are essentially neutral weight uh, with respect to duration and curve positioning. There's a bias, what we see is a bias to, uh, to an upside in rates, Um, improving economic data. There's upward pressure from the Fed to act. Um, The the market is pricing in a greater chance of them acting in December than September. 
Um, but, you know, three months difference may not make a big deal. Um, what will make a big deal is the pace of the increase in rates, uh, but we think it won't be uh, too, the pace won't be too extensive. Um, it's from the rhetoric coming from the Fed, it looks like they would like to start raising rates um, if the data calls for it, but when they do, they will likely raise rates let the market digest it. They'll observe the data from there, and um, they will continue to do so at a slow and measured pace if uh, the market is digesting that well and if the data continues to come in uh, in, a, in, in kind of a positive manner. Um, there's also, you know, tail risks out there. Um, you know, the Greece situation uh, seems to be, uh, you know, alleviated right now, but will um, we'll probably continue to play a role in market uh, sentiment. There's obviously a concern with the slowdown in China, continued turmoil in the Middle East. Um, so we see the most compelling value in intermediate maturities in both the Treasury and credit curves, and there's some attractive carry and role available for for rates assumed on those part uh, on those parts of the curves. Corporate bonds we're going to continue to overweight those. We find them attractive uh, relative to Treasuries. Current spreads uh, um, are are attractive, and we're going to overweight that sector. Uh, we expect co- corporations to continue to benefit from positive revenue growth. Um, you know, robust profit margins, and they've exhibited discipline uh, when it comes to their balance sheets, so, so that's another positive. And corporates also have a buffer against a risk of rising rates. Um, there's a potential there for spread compression to absorb um, any move in rates. Um, we, within the investment-grade sector, um, the incremental uh, spread available in triple Bs relative to single As uh, we think is more than adequate uh, for the additional risk being assumed. Um, so we will overweight that credit tranche. And we remain overweight in industrials. Um, we think valuations are attractive there. And that uh, part of the corporate market will likely benefit the most from an ongoing U.S. recovery. Uh, as far as high yield is concerned, we remain constructive in, in, on the high yield space. Uh, we're going to uh, generally remain overweight, high yield, and all eligible strategies. Um, you know, spreads are about 140 basis points higher than where they were a year ago. So high yield offers attractive carry, uh, also the potential for spread compression. Um, within high, uh, the high-yield space, is uh, we're going to have a preference for higher-quality energy companies, and that's going to be our largest overweight. Uh, we also see some value in basic materials as well. Our allocation of mortgages is uh, basically neutral, um, and we have a neutral outlook on spreads in that space, but they have a lower sensitivity to rising interest rates due to their lower duration, um, and, you know, they also offer a, a kind of a defensive alternative to credit um, and will overweight season pools and high coupons um, within that space. So that's it. That concludes our podcast, and uh, thank you for listening. We look forward to speaking with you next quarter.